Hi, I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in San Diego. Thank you so much for watching today. If you'd like to support the work that we do here, please consider making a contribution. Go to our website, it's easy to do. Thank you in advance for that contribution. Reverend Wendy presents a talk that explores and expresses the truths of unity and that there are real-world practical things that we can do to deepen our experience of spirituality and help us in our daily lives. And so I want to talk to you about the story of us, about who we are, about why we are, and about what we stand for here in the Unity Center. And I want to begin with some questions. Did you know that the Unity Center is part of a worldwide unity movement. Did you know that? Yes. We're part of a worldwide unity movement. Did you know that we began in 1983, this unity center began in 1983 with no money and no people? Did you know that? Some of you knew that, no money and no people. Do you know that we are one of the largest and most loved and known unity centers in the entire movement? Did you know that? We are. Did you know that for years, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, the Unity Center has been supporting Unity Ministries and Unity Ministers through mentoring and support, freely sharing any materials that we have that we think could make it easier for another Unity Church to either not make the mistakes that we've made, because we've made plenty of them, but also to save time and effort and energy with the day-to-day -day stuff of ministry so they could be more successful in the important stuff, the stuff of, of transforming lives and of healing worlds. Uh, did you know that we are the only Unity Center that owns and operates its own campground and retreat center? The only one in the entire movement. And did you know that we were one of four nonprofit organizations that was looked upon to receive Stallion Oaks Ranch. And we were the least, if you look at it numerically and experientially, we were the least experienced and least likely one of the four to receive the property. And yet it was given to us, to you. Give yourself a round of applause for that. <clears throat> how, how many of you remember Robert Schuller and the Crystal Cathedral? Beautiful, beautiful facility. The Crystal Cathedral was one of the organizations that was in the running to receive Stallion Oaks Ranch. Forest Homes, which is a, an international um, fundamentalist Christian um, ministry, was the other, the second, that was scheduled, uh, was being considered to receive the property. And the Episcopalian Diocese was the third, and we were the fourth. We were the only one with no experience operating a retreat center. Just think about all of the opportunity to stretch and to learn and to grow, which is what unity really is all about. Did you know that we are the originators of, of launching fair trade stores in new thought centers around the country? Did you know that? So when, when you go upstairs and you look at the beautiful items up there, it's, yes, those items are beautiful, but it's so much more than whatever is up there. It's about a way for us as ordinary individual people here in San Diego to somehow make a positive difference in the lives of men and women that are impoverished, that are 
under-resourced somewhere in the world by, by buying their items and paying a fair price for those items. Did you know that we are the only Unity Church, New Thought Church, that created a very unique travel program called Travel with a Purpose, where it is a volunteer program. It is a program where we go and we do service work. Now, that is not what makes it unique, but what makes it unique is the service work that we do, <clears throat> excuse me, we fund with microfinance loans that are gotten from the proceeds of Partners Fair Trade Boutique. And we take those funds and we go and we build something necessary in a community and then those funds are paid back or paid forward. We did that in, f in four different times in Peru, building greenhouses together. Raise your hand, some of you are with me at those high elevations doing that amazing, incredible work. <clears throat> but I share that with you because the model, which is uniquely the Unity Center's model, and I really want you to hear that, it's uniquely the Unity Center's model of using a microfinance loan to help build those facilities. That of the four that we built, because of our commitment to not a handout but a hand up, there are now 100 greenhouses from those original four. I just found that out a few weeks ago. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this for a couple of reasons. I'm telling you this because when you choose to support the Unity Center, you're supporting not just what you see on Sunday morning, but you're supporting all that other stuff as well. You're supporting both ends of our mission statement. You're supporting the, the teachings and the programs and the services that help you to transform your individual life, and you're also helping in a very concrete way to bring about positive change and healing in our world. And I share it as well because you and I are sitting in living proof, living proof that these teachings work when we practice them. That is probably the most important part of it, that these teachings work when we practice them. I mean, to be sitting in a facility like this, blessed with music that we're blessed with, with a a quality um, youth program for our kids with a preschool, with all the other things that I've already mentioned, starting with no money and no people and just a dream and belief that these teachings work. Would you not say that it's worthwhile exploring these teachings more deeply in your own life? Absolutely, absolutely. Let me read to you the way our co-founder, Charles Fillmore, described unity. He said, unity is a link in the great educational movement inaugurated by Jesus Christ. Our objective is to discern the truth in Christianity and prove it. That's a powerful statement, to discern the truth, to discern the teaching, to discern the wisdom, and what? And prove it. If you've studied the early days of unity and, and science of mind, you know that there was a term that was used a lot then and the term was demonstration. And sometimes the a synonym um, manifestation was used. And those words were meant to say, if these principles and practices work, if you are applying these teachings and ideas, then it should show up in a concrete, positive way in your life. 
And if it's not showing up, then there's something missing in the way that you are practicing. There's something missing in that link. Our objective is to discern the truth in Christianity and prove it. The truth that we teach is not new, neither do we claim special uh, revelations or discovery of new religious principles. Our purpose is to help and teach mankind to use and prove the eternal truth taught by the master. To use it and to prove it. And when we think about it, some of his teachings are really very basic and very simple, simple to understand, but take really a lifetime of commitment to practice. The principle and the practice of faith. The principle and the practice to not judge by appearances. The principle and the practice to give thanks first. The principle and practice to give and to know that in giving, somehow, some way, you will be blessed and you will, re and you will receive. So there's a story of us that when we come into this facility, we can look around and we can draw some inspiration and strength from in realizing that it exists only because these teachings work and people came to support those teachings and to work those teachings themselves. But very much like they say in AA, you gotta work the program. And they often say, you gotta keep what? Coming back. So dabbling in anything in our lives, whether it's our spiritual growth, or whether it's our diet, or whether it is recovery, or whether it is exercise, dabbling in it doesn't work, right? It's what? The consistency. It's making sure that you know what the basics are, what the teachings are, what the tools are, what the practices are, and then saying, you know what? I'm actually going to be steadfast and consistent in applying them, in using them. What I absolutely know is that if you do that, if you do that, your life will fundamentally change for the better. Nothing in my entire life has grown me the way this teaching and this work has grown me. Nothing in my life, nothing at all. When I think about, about the things I've had to learn, when I think about the things I've had to overcome, when I think about the challenges that have stretched me to find a new capacity of faith or a new, new degree of creativity or resourcefulness, those are the things that have fundamentally, fundamentally changed me at the core. Was it always easy? No. How has growth been for you? Has it always been easy? No. no, probably a lot of the times it's not, right? And probably the experiences in your life that have grown you the most have been the ones that you were least wanting to be involved in. I remember thinking, oh God, I don't want to do ministry. Some of you know the story, I'll give it very, very briefly. I'd been attending Unity for a little while, I'd been using the teachings and, I, and ideas, I was all of 19 years old at the time, and I suddenly started to have a vision of myself going into ministry, and that was the last thing any 19-year-old girl would wanna do. <laughs> Ministers were, sorry, this tells you my judgmentalness, at least at that time, were old, bald men. <laughs> and I didn't fit that category on any level. And whenever you push something away and you bury it, have you noticed how, kind of like pushing a beach ball down in the water, as soon as you let go, what happens? It pops right back up. 
Well, the more I pushed it down, that vision, ministry, 19 years old, you gotta be crazy, I don't wanna do that. It started to pop out in dreams. I, call, I should say nightmares, because I would wake up in a cold sweat, I don't wanna do this, God. And I went to my grandmother, convinced she'd talk me out of it, and gosh darn, not only did she not talk me out of it, but she pulled out a piece of paper in her nightstand of a note she had written to herself that said, Wendy, you're gonna be a unity minister. And I won't tell you what I said. <laughs> but I didn't wanna do it, and yet, and yet if I look back and I think, I don't know that anything but this teaching could have grown me the way that it has. And so I say to you, right in this community, right in our life groups, in our step classes, in our spiritual coaching, in our Sunday mornings, in our prayer ministry, are so many gifts and tools that can help you be whatever it is you most wanna be. Not only for yourself, not only for yourself, but for our world. How many of you are at all concerned about the state of our world right now? Come next Sunday to Living Room Conversations. We're going to be in conversation around the America we dream of. Does that not sound like unity? We know that, I love this saying of Michael Beckwith, the pain pushes until the vision pulls. We gotta get clear on the vision we want. Not just for ourselves individually, but, but for our country. So when we're concerned about the state of the world, it's a both-end piece. And by both-end, I mean we need to continue to do our own individual work consistently. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of the kinds of things that we see and hear behind the scenes in our community, in this community, we ain't done yet. <laughs> we're not done yet. I'm not done and neither are you. There is growth for each and every one of us. There is healing that needs to happen for each and every one of us. Some of us still act out quite a little bit from time to time and want to turn the tables and make it about somebody else. When we do our own work, when we do our own work, and it can be messy sometimes, but when we do our own work, and when we learn and we stretch and we grow, not only do we change and those in our immediate surroundings, our coworkers, our family, our friends, they see that positive difference and it means something to them and that part of our life gets better. But it's not just our circle of people. It's we begin to add to the growing, improving consciousness on the planet. Healing our world is about recognizing that we have a part to play. I have a part to play. Take your hand and point to your chest and say with me, I have a, I have a part to play. I have a part to play. I have a part to play. Do you ever feel a little inadequate? Yeah, me too, me too. Do you ever feel a little small to the task at hand? Yeah, do you ever get discouraged? Absolutely. But we cannot, if we are, if we are committed to, to being spiritually growing, if we are committed to, our, to awakening and staying awake as much as we possibly can, then we have to challenge ourselves not to fall back asleep in apathy. We have to challenge ourselves to show up with our spirituality intact. 
And you know what's interesting? We probably don't have to go very far to do it. Have you noticed that there are lots of people all around you that are asleep? Have you noticed that? And I'm not saying that we are always awake and perfect ourselves. I'm not saying that. But at least we are here, right? And at least we are saying, by virtue of the fact of being here or being part of life groups or being in classes, we are saying, I recognize there's value in my spiritual growth and my spiritual work, and I'm going to work on it. But have you noticed that that's not necessarily the case as far and wide as it needs to be yet? And so you and I on a daily basis, I'm confident of this, you and I on a daily basis interact with people where our showing up with our spiritual awareness and our spiritual insight and our spiritual point of view can help to make a positive difference. Jesus was not only a teacher of consciousness, he was socially engaged. That's important to remember. Do you know why it's important to remember? Why do you think it's important to remember? Hmm? Yeah. It's important to remember as well because it's so easy to step back and not want to get our hands messy and dirty in the real stuff of the world, right? And to say, I don't want to mix spirituality with what's the word we don't like? Politics. And I'm not suggesting we do mix spirituality with politics, but what I am saying is that we need, and we'll talk about this in a future lesson, we need to be socially responsible, we need to be socially responsive, we need to be spiritually progressive, and we need to be radically inclusive. And not just here where it's safe. You know, here's where we come to get our batteries charged. Here's where we come to look around and say, okay, I'm not that crazy. There are other people in here that think just like I do and care like I do and are willing to roll up their sleeves and, and continue to do their own individual spiritual work while also being willing to be an instrument to be used for something greater, to be used for something bigger and better. Healing our world is about recognizing that there are problems and that we have work to do that we absolutely have work to do. I'm reading and listening to one of Brene Brown's uh, new books, um, Dare to Lead. Are you listening to that too as well? It's an excellent book, Dare to Lead, and I was struck by a statement she made in there, and the statement is this, that we need daring leaders and courageous cultures. Daring leaders and courageous cultures, say that with me. Daring leaders and courageous cultures. Gosh, it's so easy to go, yeah, we need daring leaders, that's not me, but you look like one that could be a daring leader, <laughs> right? She's saying we need both, we need daring leaders, and in her writing, she's talking about all of us have places in our lives where we lead. And courageous cultures. I look at you and I believe we have a courageous culture here. I believe you are that kind of courageous culture, a courageous community, a community that says, I recognize the importance of both ends of this mission statement. I realize that I still have my own inner work to do, and I'm gonna make the time for it, and I'm gonna make the investment for it, and I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna to go to class, I'm gonna be devoted to my prayer work, I'm gonna do my forgiveness work, I'm gonna do that, and I'm not gonna stop there. 
I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to be part of a courageous community, part of a courageous culture that helps to do what we can in healing our world. I have beautiful evidence that's very inspiring to me at this point in, in, my, in my ministry and in my life. I am so encouraged by the response that I am seeing um, in our brave conversations, those meetings that I've held for quite a number of months with our black and African-American members in my home, and the outgrowth of that, which is the calling all white people, and today we are actually starting the ver holding the very first white allies meeting in my home. It is a way that we together can be bold. It is a way that we together can look at how do we help be part of the solution? How do we take our spiritual practice and understanding and extend it out in the world, in, in places and in situations that are hurting? I'm proud of you for that. I'm proud of you for that. And so as I wrap this up, I want to say that the beauty is the time and effort that we devote to our own inner work, the time and effort that we make to, to committing to our daily prayer practice, to being of service, to extending ourselves, to loving, to working at being less judgmental, all of those things. The work that we do individually on ourselves pays such rich dividends. It is so much the work that's needed to begin to heal our world with love. And I am proud to be your minister, and I'm proud to look out at you and see that this is a courageous culture. Namaste. The Unity Center, spiritually progressive, socially responsive, radically inclusive. We have services on Sundays at 9 and 11. Many people enjoy Reverend Wendy's talks and meditations and aren't able to attend the Unity Center in person. If you're part of our extended family from around the world and would like to help support the Unity Center, please go to our website or download our free app, which offers even more ways to connect with the Unity Center. Namaste. Namaste.